welcome to the Successful Collective podcast with me, Jules Duncan. And myself, Marisa Devlin, talking all things women in business. If you want to find out more, then hit the subscribe button or reach out to us on the Successful Collective on Instagram. Marisa, as always, I'm going to start and ask you, what are you grateful for? Well, this week, I am grateful for the fact that Roisin and I cycled, I can't believe I'm saying this, for 16 miles. Now, what I will say is, this was not my choice. (laughs) Did you enjoy it? Well, it was highly enjoyable. And Roisin's determination around this cycle was all to do with the fact that she has spotted a Starbucks in Johnson. So we cycled <laughs> all this way. So you can imagine the eight miles there was perfect. She gets the Starbucks. So we won't even go into what the eight miles return was like. <laughs> but it was so nice and the weather was great. So that was fab. Okay. What about yourself, Jules? What are you grateful for this week? Well, I am grateful for, tell you a story of how I got to this. When I turned 43 a couple of weeks ago, I thought, I'm going to make a list of 43 things that I'm grateful for. So obviously, health, house, my job all come up. And then my other 40 things were just people. Oh, and I wow. thought, so when we think about it, obviously we work for holidays and a nice house and a nice car and all this kind of stuff. But realistically, when I looked at what I'm grateful for in my life, it was all the people that are in my life and animals, obviously. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't things, it was who. So I am grateful for all of the people in my life. Oh, I love that. Absolutely love that. Thank you. And you know what we always say about surrounding yourself with the right people. So that leads us very nicely into this week's topic. And this week we are going to talk about perception versus reality. Now, this came about because I had been listening to a podcast with Gary Barlow. And again, I think some people like him, some people don't. But it was really talking about his career and about successes and really a phase of significant failure. And the guys that were doing the podcast with him were saying to him, you know, in that phase where things were really dark and were not going well, who could you speak to? And the very interesting thing was Gary Barlow didn't speak to anybody. He got up every day and said to his wife, that's me on my way to the studio. And he went and he sat in the studio and just stared at his piano. And this went on for years and he wasn't creating any music and he wasn't doing anything. And he didn't have that, in inverted commas, safe space to speak to people or so he felt. And it was really enlightening, I felt. So you and I then have discussions as we do 20 times a day And really what we're going to talk about is the reality of life. And something that that threw up for me was, if I remember my childhood, my dad worked away most of my childhood. And and I'm not being negative towards my mum, but my mum created a culture where on the outside, everything always had to look rosy. And what that then meant, in my mind was, were we really authentically living? Probably not, because we always had to then say, yeah, everything's absolutely fine. So when my dad came home at the weekend, regardless of what had happened during the week, you know, 
the happy family had to be there. And also, I think growing up in a small town and my mum worked in the community, so therefore there was that, again, public perception that we kind of lived under. And I would say when I've then went into my own personal and business life, what's then happened to me is I probably overshare, I probably overtrust, but I have a real desire to talk things through with people, to try to find a solution. And that was not the reality of my life growing up. So it's been quite an awakening for me this week. And then obviously when you then transfer that into business, so many people will go into business and immediately be like, well, if I go into social media, everybody that surrounds me has a highly successful business. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I can't ask questions. I can't talk about, you know, how I'm learning in my business, how I'm feeling in my business, and people become really stuck. I think with business, that's such a good like thing to highlight because from knowing lots of people in business now that I didn't years ago, there's probably nobody that I know that has a business, and I mean nobody, that is just sailing along, ticking all the boxes, nothing's ever a bother. Every single business faces challenges, and especially when you're in maybe your first like one to five years of business, more so, there's challenges every day, and it is literally an uphill run into the wind for the first couple of years and I think enough people don't acknowledge that and you look about and you see everyone being like I've signed 10 new clients I've done this I'm opening a new premises and people naturally tell you their wins of course they do but I think what you need to remember is people don't go about telling you their struggles and telling you their failures so when you look at someone and compare yourself to someone you need to factor in that they're just not telling you what's going on behind the scenes. Not that it's bad, but that's just life. People just generally don't share those things. Social media is a highlight view. It's not the full picture. Yeah, and I think for so many people, you are selling something. You're selling, you know, a service or a product. So, for example, I've got a client at the moment who has basically stripped this house back and she's brought... Uh, a painter and decorator in and the guy has not done a good job at all so when I'm asking her to send me um, progress photographs what she's been doing for a couple of weeks is basically doing a site visit and sending me absolutely every possible picture that you can imagine of what the painter has done wrong now from my perspective I'm not putting that on social media and it's not because I don't want to let clients know that things go wrong. But the thing that's gone wrong doesn't actually sit with me. I would quite happily share, you know, if I've picked the wrong, you know, colour palette for a client, I would, you know, I would share that. Um, so it's really interesting that if you're selling a product or a service, it's not something, people don't highlight mistakes. And I think when you go into business, all of a sudden, we've talked about this before so you will have an area of expertise most likely associated with your purpose or your passion but then all of a sudden you own this business and you suddenly have various aspects that will come into your life that you've never dealt with before so admin for example 
all of a sudden overnight you man you might be managing people you are all of a sudden responsible for success or failure whereas historically you may have been receiving a wage at the end of the month and you may have taken responsibility in your role of course but all of a sudden you're responsible for success and failure failure you overnight can be responsible for being compliant you know depending on the industry you're in you know you all of a sudden have overheads and sometimes for people that can lead to stress and various other things and where do you go with that yeah and I think that's you kind of touched on it there so whatever your passion is your skill is so for example take personal training I decided to be a personal trainer I went away I done months of study I went on courses I was taught the ins the outs I was tested on it All of that over a huge period of time was a period of learning to get me to the point that I felt confident in saying I am a personal trainer and doing the actions of a personal trainer. Absolutely nobody trained me and tested me over months to be a business owner. (laughs) That's just something you pick up. And a lot of people, for example, any nail techs I know, beauty therapists, hairdressers, interior designers, personal trainers, group fitness instructors, whatever it might be, All of these people do what they do because they love the thing they do and they're good at the thing they do. But tacked on to that is also being a business owner. And I think that's where a lot of, especially solo entrepreneurs, maybe lack in the fact that they're great at wearing their personal trainer hat or their hairdresser hat, whatever it is, but they forget they've also got to wear the business owner hat. And like you say, people don't then want to say, I don't, what's that? I don't know about that. Or do I need an accountant? Or what am I supposed to be doing with this person's tax contributions? All of these things that when people look at social media, they think, does everybody else know this? And they feel as if they can't put their hand up and say, I've not got a clue what I'm doing with cash flow. So I think that is give yourself a break for not knowing what you don't know. That's It's okay to not know what you don't know. And It's just a process of learning, but don't assume that all of the other hairdressers, nail techs, personal trainers all know this because they don't either. So it's perfectly okay to put your hand up and say, I don't know. And that's exactly why we created the Successful Collective Membership so that people have a safe space to say, someone was talking about whatever the topic is. I have not got a clue. Can anybody point me in the right direction? And then... As with all things, you will find lots of other people will comment on it. Yeah, I don't know that either. I would like to know too. And that's generally how people learn, is being in a community of other people that can guide you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the safe space is absolutely the crucial thing. And I think when you're setting up your own business, I always remember um, when I came out of teaching and I had a job in a local authority as an active schools manager and literally overnight I went from never having managed any people to I think the team with the kind of part-time side of people there was maybe about 15 20 people now I'd never ever dealt with anybody before and I literally remember you know getting the job and then you know in those days I don't even think Amazon existed so buying this book from a bookshop about leading people thickest book you've ever found in your life and I just remember thinking like you know how do you do this what happens if you have any challenges who do you speak to now at that point I would never have gone to my boss and said 
well, I've got a challenge with this person. How do I deal with it? I felt then I needed to deal with it all on my own. And part of that is about the perception of can you do your job? Mm-hmm. And then if we think about from day one within the nurseries, we had a team. Yes, that team built up over a period of time to a, a huge team. But from day one, we had employees. And I think it's really, really important for anybody in business that from day one, if you promote that culture of learning, because people need to know that you will also discuss failure. And I think I would have been pretty open about, you know, things going wrong. I mean, if you speak to some of my um, former senior team, they will say that I made many a howler in recruitment. (laughs) And, you know, it was a common theme and a common joke. And that would be because, you know, you have people in your circle that you absolutely can trust to have conversations with. So I had one manager in particular that if it was an an operational challenge within the nurseries, she was my go-to person and I would speak really, really openly with her. The people who sat around our table in the head office, they would have known everything would have been bare with them. They, you know, they saw us in the good days and the bad days. And I think, again, for businesses and even for people who are in it on their own, having people to have those open discussions with, speaking openly about your failures, but speaking openly and saying, actually, I don't know how to do this. I need a bit of help with this. Mm-hmm. I think that's crucial. Yeah, and that's actually one of for our membership. One of the questions that you agree to when you join is that you agree that the group is a safe space and that you will treat all comments with respect and confidentiality because it is that space where you don't have to worry about the image of your business. You can literally just be yourself and ask for help. And I think that's one of the things that people don't share the struggles because they're worried about how that reflects on their image and their reputation. So, for example, when I had my first studio... I used to love training. I used to love, I still love training in the morning. That's my thing. First thing in the morning, I love training. Now, because I started doing classes at 6, 6.30 and 7, and then I was right into personal training, I then didn't train for a long time because I just didn't have the time and the energy for it because I was given the time and energy when I was at my best to train. I was using that time and energy to teach other people. And... Then when I started to change things around a little bit and I started taking some of that time back for me, I had shared on social media that I used to love training in the morning, but for years I gave all of this time to helping others and I lost the joy of fitness for myself. And some of that was met with, oh, I'm so glad you have found that time again for yourself. But in all honesty, there was some comments of, if people are paying you to help them, they do not want to hear what you're struggling with. So there is a reality that people will be reluctant to share what they're struggling with because they will be met with comments of, I don't want to hear your struggles, you're helping me, just I want to see that you've got it all together. And in all honesty, absolutely nobody's got it all together, regardless of what industry you're in. There is nobody 
I know you will look at people on social media and think, oh, they have totally got it all together. They've got the perfect life. They've got the perfect business. They have got the perfect family. It's not true. There's struggles with everything. I mean, look at, I don't know, Mrs. Hinch. Looks as if she's got this absolutely perfect house, perfect family, perfect life. I'm sure there's plenty of times she's screaming at her husband in her kitchen and like everything's falling down around them and the place is a riot and the kids are shouting and the dog's running about and the dog stole something. Everyone has these things. They just don't show them publicly. But absolutely do not compare your life with someone else's highlight reel. And in all honesty, do share your struggles. You're always going to get people that say, I don't want to hear your struggles. And do you know what? That's fine because maybe just then they're not your people. So... Yeah, I would still encourage you, and I still do, very, very honestly on my social media, especially with my health, my fitness, and my weight, I still share my struggles. So don't let that put you off that other people won't want to hear it. And I think, you know, for your business, that sharing of that journey, A, it's part of your why, but it's hugely, in my opinion, why people buy into you. And I think when you properly communicate why you're doing what you're doing to your employees or your team or your customers you know why are you doing the things who are you helping it becomes as we talked about in our previous episode it becomes about your mission but eventually that fear you know it changes from fear into how do we fulfill our why and I think that's I think that's absolutely crucial as well and then what happens is you naturally start focusing on what lessons. I mean, I talk about lessons all the time. No failure, only feedback. Now, yesterday, I'll give you an example of this. So yesterday, social media on the cove, and we've got this really loyal customer who visits. He visited yesterday, posted on social media a photograph of his cup of coffee that he'd taken away, and he jokingly said something about oh it's great to receive a Christmas cup in June well I nearly died I mean you know what my standards are like so I sent a message to the manager and I was speaking to somebody about this to get my nails done yesterday and I was speaking to someone about this and she was like oh my goodness my goodness did you give your manager into trouble oh oh that poor manager and I said no I said that's absolutely not how I do things I said but I did take a screenshot and I sent it over and said what's going on here because I actually couldn't believe that and I'm just like, you know, standards are crucial, but if you focus on how you learn, how how do we learn from that? Well, in my opinion, it needs to be more organised so that somebody who's busy at that point is not struggling to find cups and they put their hand in a Christmas cup first, you know. In my mind, I'm like, why are the Christmas cups not stored somewhere until December? But for me, again, it does come down to that that perception so of course that did not go on social media yesterday as much as the guy thought this was really funny I did not find it funny it is that like you say it's perception of people go into the cove and they see everything running smoothly running like clockwork tables are clean people are getting served food's coming out coffees are coming out the standard of the coffees and the food is really high and people are like oh the cove have absolutely got it together they're working brilliantly but there will be things in the background that you're missing an item of stock, you're missing a staff member, something, the till breaks, today you can't take car payments. There's always things in the background, but it's not, it's just looking at other businesses and looking at other people and realizing that 
what you see on social media and what people tell you isn't always the whole picture. So stop comparing your entire picture, your entire story to someone else's trailer of their life. And I also think, you know, for the Cove, that's a really good example because the amount of stuff that goes on in the background <laughs> to present, you know, what looks like a and as a well-run business. But what that allows me to do is when I go to other places, I know and I get it. So particularly in hospitality, I really, really think about the feedback that I'm going to provide because I know what it's like. I know the challenges that the staff team have on a daily basis. And the other thing I would say about that kind of perception thing is when you're in business, you have to make decisions all the time. Sometimes really, really challenges, challenging decisions. So for me, having that safe space, whether that be, you know, we are, we are creating a community. And as you've mentioned, the safe space is crucial to that. I had an internal business community, but also people very close to me. And I wouldn't discuss everything with everybody you know I don't discuss folk when I'm out my dog walks but very very important I think to get other people's perspective sometimes when you're making decisions because if you have got a safe space to talk about where things are going wrong because it happens and decisions that are challenging that you need to make sometimes somewhere somebody comes in with a different perception and it makes you look at things differently and allows you to make in my opinion a much more informed and sometimes better decision as well for your business completely because if you especially if you've got a challenge and it's a challenging decision that you're making very often you're far too close to it to see the big picture and you forget things that have happened so if you have got that community of people around you that know you that are familiar with your business that you've been connected with for a long time, if you have got this challenging decision to make and you say, I don't know whether to do X or Y, someone else might say, but what about what about Z? Have you thought about Z? And people go, oh, God, I never even, no one ever even thought about that. And it's such a, a wildly good idea. Like, we'll have told the story of the sofa many times. So we had a sofa when we stayed in our flat before. And the animals used to get under it because it was on four feet. And there was a big space under the sides in the front of the sofa. And our dagoos used to run under it and chew under the sofa. So we moved the sofa into a different room. And for the whole time we lived in this flat, me and Ross shared one sofa. It was brilliant. Um, so we shared this one sofa, kept the other sofa in the spare room. And when we were moving, I said to my Uncle John, can you like build a barrier between all those four feet? Like maybe get like two by four and block it off because he's a joiner. Can you block all of this off so that the bottom of the sofa is completely solid so that the animals can't get under the sofa? And he was like, yeah. Or you can just take the feet off the sofa. And I was like, <laughs> pew, pew, light bulb moment. And I thought I was too close to that problem. And I had decided the only way to fix it was to block off the spaces. It never even occurred to me or Ross for 18 months that you could take the feet off the sofa and the sofa would sit flat on the floor and that was your problem solved. And I think that is why you need other people around you that look at problems or challenges from a different perspective because not everyone looks at things in the same way. So having somebody around you or people around you that you can say, what should I do with this? 
And bear in mind, and this is why we have got the successful collective is it's not tied to a specific industry. If you have got someone from a completely different industry, they maybe come up with the same challenge. So they maybe face the same problem, but their industry attacks it completely differently. And if they can share that knowledge with you, it brings a whole other path to solution into your business because different industries will approach things in, in different ways. So having that diverse community around you of people who are at different stages in business, who are in different industries in business and having that safe space to put your hand up and say, does anyone get any ideas? Is absolutely invaluable. And that's actually of, now I've had three different business coaches and only the business coach that I work with now is from the fitness industry. So my first business mentor, business coach, was a very successful um, nursery owner. <laughs> but the great thing that you brought to that was the fact that you you weren't from the fitness industry. You didn't do things the way we did them in the fitness industry. You did them a completely different way. And that brought a whole other dimension and perspective to my business. So I think that having a diverse community around you is just so valuable. And I think as well, building up your own self-confidence to speak about where things go wrong and about your failures. I mean, I guess probably I would have been known for, you know, in business, they would all say, oh, what's she done now? You know, that kind of philosophy. Just in business. Actually, that ethos then allows people to be able to personally grow who are working around you, but also they then have hopefully the confidence to say do you know what I've made a mistake and that's that's what you want for your business and if you're building up a team so I think that kind of speaking honestly in fact you know go as far as celebrating the failures you know I talk about celebrating successes all the time but maybe we should just be you know celebrating failure as well because that for me is absolutely where the learning takes place and you're right you know it's about surrounding yourself with the people that look through things with a different lens so their perspective is so different to solving the challenges and also to say to you do you know what I've experienced the same things as you have I've asked myself the same questions I've came across the same challenges within my business guaranteed that is the case and actually we've talked a lot today about facing failures and facing challenges and facing problems in your business what we've actually not talked about is what some people deem as a failure or a challenge when it's actually just a normal part of business so for example in my industry say someone takes on five new clients this month and they're like "Woo, I've got five new clients lots of new people joining five new clients I'm going to set everybody up and they're really creating this buzz around these five new clients in the background three clients might leave and actually, three clients leaving isn't a failure. It's not an obstacle. It's not a problem. That's just how business operates. It will work the same in any industry just because someone then goes to a different hairdresser or a different nail tech or a different coffee shop. That's just life. Customers will leave and no longer, possibly they no longer need your service because you have taught them so well that they're now educated and competent on their own. Life just might change for them and they go somewhere else. Finance, finances might change for them. So just because a customer leaves your business, 
or doesn't continue to use your business, that's not a failure. So I think a big, big part of this is reframing what success looks like and reframing what a, what a failure or an obstacle is. And actually, are those things that you're telling yourself is a failure, are they just normal parts of business? Yeah, and it's, yeah, you're right. So for me, it is, you know, we've talked about how to define success before. At the end of the day, as soon as you make that decision to go into business, you're then in the journey of the evolution of your business. And that journey changes on a daily basis. And that's okay. So you, the, the key thing is, how do you embrace that change? Yeah, and I think getting comfortable with that and actually recognising what's an obstacle and what's just the evolution of business and what's just part of the journey is really key. Just because something's not generating more revenue or building the business bigger doesn't make it a failure or an obstacle. That's just the way it goes. I mean, I'm sure with interior design, you will get lots of inquiries you do not sign up 100% of those people to work with you because that's just not the way business works. And it's not a failure on your part. It's not something that you're missing in your business. You just weren't the right fit at that time to work together. And that's just, that's okay. That's the way it goes. And it's like what I was saying about the people that don't like me to share my own weight, nutrition, fitness struggles, the people that say, I just want to see that you've got it all together. The people that don't like my authenticity, we're probably not going to work well together. And that's okay because there'll be another trainer out there that tells you nothing about them and that won't share their struggles. Maybe they're the better trainer for you. And you know what? Everybody's different and that's okay. It's not a failure on anyone's part. Just different situations, different circumstances work and some don't, but don't, think that if something's not going exactly how you want it to go that it's a failure it's just part of business it's just an opportunity to learn it's just another part of the journey and actually the key to all of this is very very simple you know it's not it's about not comparing yourself and thinking that success is just defined by a photograph on social media but the key to all of it is talk out and talk up Put your hand up and say, can yeah. someone please help me? Or can you give me your opinion? But talk out, you have to when you're in business. Absolutely. And if you have listened to this today and thought, I need that safe space, I need that community, where can I find that? We have launched our membership. It is now live and it's free. So come and join us. Our membership group opens on Monday, the 5th of June. You will find the link in our bio on Instagram, but you will also find it on our website, which is www.thesuccessfulcollective.com. We hope to see you in there soon.